0: The following podcast contains adult themes and is suitable for mature audiences only. Hi everyone, and welcome to Lyrics of Their Life, Where Are They Now? On today's episode, we'll be exploring the story of Australian artist, Gautier, as we take a look over his interesting life and career, the moment his biggest hit, Somebody That I Used To Know, took the world by storm, and what he is up to these days. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life, Where Are They Now? Gautier was born Walter de Backer on the 21st of May 1980 in Bruges, Belgium. Due to Walter's name translating to Walter, or Wally in English, he was nicknamed Wally from very early on. The name Gautier would actually come from his mother, who nicknamed him this and adapted it off of a French translation for his Dutch birth name Walter, which in French is Gautier. He was brought up alongside his younger sister, Joey, who was eight years younger than him. Gautier doesn't remember too much of his childhood from Belgium, other than spending time with his extended family, and especially many fond memories, spent with his grandmother in their backyard together. In 1982, when Gautier was just two years old, he and his family relocated to Sydney, Australia, as his parents were restless in Belgium and wanted to be adventurous and explore the world. At the age of three, the mischievous Gautier often would wander off and would give his parents a scare when he went missing at Darling Harbour in Sydney for over five to six hours, only to be found by police sitting in a coin-operated toy car having the time of his life. Despite living in Australia, Gautier and his family still spoke the Dutch language, or as Gautier referred to the language as, Flemish. Gautier and his family then moved to a small country town called Montmorency in Victoria, Australia Approximately 18 kilometres from the Melbourne CBD onto a block of land where they settled in and adapted to the Australian way of life When Gautier became of age to attend school He was enrolled in primary school as Walter to avoid any confusion around his name and how to pronounce it amongst teachers and students As a child Gautier enjoyed reading comic strips and graphic novels, which would be something he would always be interested in, even into adulthood. From very early on, it was clear to see that Gautier had a clear love of art and music, with his father especially being a talented artist himself, with his artworks often lying around the house. Listening to music of all genres, including pop music, was openly encouraged in the DeBacker household, So Gautier always felt free to explore and soak in all the music he could, whether it be sung in English or of a European background. This led to Gautier purchasing his own cassettes or CDs of artists he had come to enjoy. While Gautier didn't overly enjoy the music of his parents and what they listened to, which included Scottish, Belgium and world folk music, he claims it's likely it influenced him in some way, with his parents' records becoming the first he would sample from when he started getting experimental with his music. As a teenager, Gautier attended Parade Christian College in North Melbourne, which was an all-boys school. Unlike primary school, where music classes were limited, this college allowed Gautier to grow significantly as he over time learnt to play the drums and the piano, along with a range of other instruments. Gautier discovered, however, that he would like to focus on the drums and started taking private lessons. Gautier studied music solo performance, performed in school plays, school bands and the brass band on the instrument known as the euphonium. Music pulled him through the toughest of days at school, but he also enjoyed learning languages like Japanese and subjects like graphics and art. As Gautier was quoted as saying, Music puts you in touch with a part of yourself that other things like language and mathematics can't quite touch. Call it your soul, maybe. I think engaging with music is where I've found the most spiritual connection to things, and that started at school, being given the opportunity to discover the depth music had to offer. Growing up, Gautier always had an ear for music, and enjoyed quirky but popular musicians such as Peter Gabriel, ...Kate Bush and KLF... ...while he also liked the music of Prince and The Beatles. These influences proved to be instrumental... ...in shaping Gautier's musical ambitions... ...as he started up his own high school band... ...with three other mates from school... ...as they called themselves Downstairs. Gautier with his band Downstairs however... ...wouldn't sing just yet... ...and instead performed as their drummer. They ended up calling the band Downstairs as they would practice in the downstairs area of his parents' house. Gautier claimed that he was right into grunge music during the 90s, so his band often played grunge band covers, including Nirvana, Alice in Chains, Screaming Trees and Soundgarden. Once high school had ended, however, Gautier was left without a band when his mates all went their separate ways. He said that he ventured away from that style of music for a number of years after that, and discovered the intriguing world of electronic music. During his late teens, Gautier found one of his biggest musical inspirations to be the English electro-pop band Depeche Mode, especially their album Songs of Faith and Devotion, which he stated that he listened to obsessively, and, quote, I could single-handedly credit that record with wanting me to make records. Then Gautier found himself getting into the world of sampling and cites his influences as The Avalanches, DJ Shadow, Massive Attack and Porter Shed, among others. In 2001, when Gautier was around 21 years old, his parents decided to move to a new home on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, leaving Gautier to look after their family home in Montmorency, Victoria. This gave Gautier a place to stay while he chased his dream of becoming a musician. He thought about attending university for a Bachelor of Arts degree, but decided instead to just focus on his own musical career. It was during this time living on his own that an elderly neighbour, who had recently lost his wife, dropped by with a collection of her old records, and he thought that since Gautier was in a band and liked his music, that he might enjoy these records. The elderly man was headed back to his homeland of England and decided he didn't want to take them with him. This would prove a pivotal point in Gautier's life and set him on a musical path. As Gautier said, quote, It was a bit weird actually, he was a little bit depressed and he said, I know you're a musician and I've been hearing your band rehearsing for the past three or four years. I think my wife's record collection would be better in your hands than in mine so he handed me about 400 records. Included in the collection were at least 40 different releases from Elvis Presley, Eddie Grant, an electro 80s funk band called The Reddings, with one particular song of theirs sticking out to him titled In My Pants, as well as a range of other artists that he hadn't really listened to before. This would begin Gautier's obsession for scratching records, sampling and splicing parts of songs up and merging them to create his own unique sound. From here on out, on a regular basis, Gautier would attend second-hand record shops or op shops and leave with bags full of records as he attempts to capture a brilliant sound for his own music. It didn't matter to Gautier what record it was, whether it be an unknown 1960s Turkish musician or a Taiwanese instrumental record. Gautier would bring it back home and listen to them to find interesting and unique sounds to put into his own music. It would be during 2001 at his family home in Montmorency that Gautier would put together his very first tracks using mostly samples from records he had listened to. He then placed four of these tracks onto 50 different copies of the CD with one of these songs being one of his earliest most popular tracks. Called out here in the cold, while he called the project Gautier and colored the cover image with a pencil. Gautier then made the effort to send out a copy to all the local radio stations he could think of at the time before taking a look in the phone book and sending more copies out to record labels and major stations. Gautier was so determined to get his music out there that he even followed up each place he sent a CD to by telephone. To make sure they had received their copy. After some time passed, Gautier started to receive feedback from these places, with most of it being positive. Local Melbourne media and newspapers took notice, and even Triple J Radio thought highly of his tracks. With Gautier's first demo receiving such positive feedback, this encouraged him to continue on this path. In May 2002, Gautier would attend a going-away party for producer and engineer Chris O'Ryan at the Outer Melbourne suburb of Mount Eliza, not too far from his parents' place at the Mornington Peninsula, as Chris O'Ryan was set to tackle the LA music scene. It was at this party that Gautier would meet a number of other aspiring musicians, including Chris Schroeder, who was also a singer-songwriter. Chris and Gautier jammed together that night playing their respective instruments to blues and rock covers, before bonding over their love of the Beatles, 50s and 60s tracks, theme songs from old cartoons, and video games. Chris then asked Gautier to swing by his place for a jam session, as Chris was looking to fill a hole in his band that played in the Frankston area, after a member had left the band. That's when Chris asked Gautier, could he sing, which he replied, no, but I can try. Gautier decided to sing a Credence Clearwater revival song called As Long As I Can See The Light and impress Chris. The pair then decided they should gig together, which they did around Melbourne, with Gautier on drums and Chris on acoustic guitar, and both providing their vocals. They originally called themselves The Big Nothing, before renaming themselves The Big Something, until Chris came up with the name The Basics one day in the shower which was reflective of their basic two-piece band. The Basics were regulars at the venue The Opposition in Frankston, where they first performed together on the 29th of March 2002, earning $50 for a 40-minute set, where they played covers of mostly older rhythm and blues, funk and rock tracks, before transitioning into soul music as well. While the House of Fools in Footscray was another regular venue for them to play at. The crowd here were a lot rowdier and they would earn $25 each for a 4 hour gig every Wednesday. It was here where they ended up meeting a fellow performer named Michael Hubbard in late 2002. They too hit it off and Michael joined the Basics and became their guitarist, shifting Chris to bass guitar despite not having any previous experience on bass while Gautier remained on his favourite instrument, the drums, with all three members providing vocals. 2003 would prove to be a busy year for Gautier, as he continued to send out two new 4-track demo CDs to radio stations and labels, receiving positive reviews once again, and even having some of his songs played on Triple J radio, which only increased interest in him. In February 2003, Gautier was offered a distribution deal with a small Australian record label called Creative Vibes, who allowed him to compile his three demo CDs and release his debut album, titled Boardface. The Boardface album included 12 tracks, including Out Here in the Cold, which was a standout on the album, receiving the occasional airtime on Triple J, which saw the album reach number 93 on the Australian Aria chart. Boardface was comprised mostly of samples which Gautier had arranged after purchasing records from second hand stores. By March 2003, Gautier with The Basics had performed over a 100 live shows together and had released their first album titled Get Back, which was recorded live with the occasional overdub over just 4 days and mostly produced by the trio themselves. Gautier himself writing five of the 12 tracks, mostly surrounding the theme of the relationship struggles he had endured, and after just a week, it was ready to be released under MGM distribution. Due to having no manager or promotional team behind them, The Basics produced just 1,000 copies of the album, and it received generally positive reviews from those that grabbed a copy of it. And Gautier's name started to gain traction, especially with listeners of Triple J Radio. Over the years, Gautier would use his band The Basics as his outlet, as he loved performing live. Whereas with his solo Gautier persona, he didn't really play live shows. The Basics would tour the east and west coasts of Australia during 2003, living up the travelling life of a musician. After the tour, however, Gautier was forced to look for a new place to live when his parents decided to sell the house in Montmorency. So he decided to relocate to South Melbourne in a share house, working part-time as a librarian, completing data entry to pay his bills. In June 2004, Michael Hubbard decided to pursue his own solo career and this left the door open for Tim Heath to join the basics on lead guitar. Tim discovered that The Basics were looking for a new guitarist through the Melbourne-based magazine, Beat Magazine, and it turns out he was the only one that actually followed through with the application. The one condition he had to agree to to join the band read, Must have a love of 50s and 60s rock and roll. This led Tim to believe that his new potential bandmates must be old guys in it for a bit of fun, but instead, they were gearing up to record another EP. This EP was called for Girls Like You and was released in July 2005. This led the band on a new 2 month tour to every state of Australia as well as scoring small festival gigs as their popularity grew. After the tour, Gautier was a busy man once again, switching between his solo project Gautier and his band The Basics as they started to write new tracks and put together new albums. On the 21st of May 2006, Gautier would release his most successful album up to this point, titled Like Drawing Blood. The album name relates to Gautier's experiences constantly moving homes around Melbourne and having to relocate all of his recording equipment with him in order to keep his aspirations going in new environments. The album, like Drawing Blood, would eventually reach number 13 in Australia and 45 in Belgium. It received some airtime in the UK and even managed to go platinum in Australia. Gautier's first single was titled Learn a Little Given and Lovin' and was a brilliant upbeat track that managed to make it to number 10 in Belgium and drew from the inspiration of the 50s to 60s Motown style. The standout single from the album, however, was titled Hearts A Mess, which managed to reach number 3 in Belgium, and despite charting outside the top 50 in Australia, it was heavily rotated on radio and music video channels. The song Hearts A Mess is extremely artistic, quirky and experimental, and is uniquely beautiful despite having a sombre and sad tone to it. In the song, Gautier attempts to have his partner open up to him emotionally and allow him to see her vulnerabilities, but despite his efforts and being open and honest with her, she continually puts her walls up due to her previous life experiences and heartbreak, making their relationship difficult to be in, which ultimately makes Gautier think if she won't change, then he has no choice but to leave their relationship. As he sings the brilliant lines, Pick a part. The pieces of your heart. And let me peer inside. Let me in. Where only your thoughts have been. Let me occupy your mind. As you do mine. You have lost. Too much love. To fear. Doubt. And distrust. It's not enough. You just threw away the key to your heart. You don't get burned. Cause nothing gets through. It makes it easier. Easier on you. But that much more difficult for me. To make you see. Love ain't fair. So there you are, my love, your heart's a mess, you won't admit to it. It makes no sense, but I'm desperate to connect. And you, you can't live like this. Gautier closes out the song by singing, Love ain't safe, you won't get hurt if you stay chaste. So you can wait, but I don't want to waste my love. Despite receiving favourable reviews, the album and its singles were an underrated gem. Considering their charting position. But with Hearts a Mess, Gautier did earn number 8 on the Triple J Hottest 100 countdown in 2006, and along with other tracks from the album, it did receive airtime on the film The Great Gatsby and TV series such as Gossip Girl and Pack to the Rafters, just to name a few, as Gautier slowly built a following of his own. While in 2006, the Triple J Listener Poll rated *Like Drawing Blood the best album of the year. Later that year in September, Gautier was nominated for an ARIA award for best independent release for his album *Like Drawing Blood, but fell short of winning. However, he did take home an award at the Australian Independent Record Chart Awards for most outstanding new independent artist. But just being nominated for an ARIA award however would begin a wave of success surrounding his latest album. In 2007, Gautier with The Basics released an album titled Stand Out Fit In and an EP titled Lookin' Over My Shoulder. Then he was once again nominated for an ARIA award in mid-2007, but this time for a much bigger award and winning Best Male Artist Bumping his solo album like Drawing Blood back into the charts. Gautier then released a remix album titled Mixed Blood, which made it to number 44 on the ARIA chart. During 2007, The Basics performed in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane, before heading on a 26-show tour of Japan, the UK and Norway. While touring the town of Cunnamara in Western Australia during 2006, Gautier with The Basics performed at the local pub when he met a local woman and fellow musician named Tash Parker. The pair hit it off right away that evening, forming a friendship that saw them become official a year on when they travelled together to the Tamworth Country Music Festival in New South Wales during 2007. Six months later, the pair were dating and had moved in together in Melbourne, with Tash often seen at his side from here on out. A number of The Basics tracks were used in films and commercials, and then in 2008, the success for Gautier's solo act went global when he earned the iTunes Album of the Year for Like Drawing Blood in the UK. That same year, The Basics performed on Australia Day for around 2 million people, ...at a concert held by the Nine Network. This led The Basics to secure a government grant... ...that allowed them to tour Australia for two months... ...where they specifically focused on visiting underprivileged... ...and indigenous rural and remote communities. While on this tour, they were recognised for also raising funds... ...for the mental health organisation Lifeline... ...and providing music classes to different communities... ...in the Northern Territory and Queensland... The success of Gautier's album Like Drawing Blood would last well into 2009, as Gautier got to work on writing material for his third album. In the meantime, Gautier with The Basics put out two EPs, titled Like a Brother and Wait for You, and their third studio album titled Keep Your Friends Close. For the first time in The Basics' journey so far, They were played on radio for the very first time after previously being overlooked. Triple J were the first to play their music with their singles with The Ship and Like a Brother doing quite well and gaining them enough interest that they went on a second world tour, taking them to the UK, Norway and Ireland this time around and in order to raise funds to continue their tour, they would busk on the street before their gig during the evening. Their third studio album, called Keep Your Friends Close, looked promising due to their sudden rise, with the album partly being recorded at Abbey Road Studios in London. But sadly, when released, it didn't sit well with Australia's Triple J Radio, so it was considered a flop, stalling any momentum the band had. Together they worked on a live album and performed at the Tamworth Music Festival early in 2010, but the band decided to go on a break, claiming they would reunite down the track. A number of things contributed to this decision, including the stalling of their success due to a lack of promotion from their latest album, reported tensions amongst members, and the impending release of Gautier's new solo album. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi everyone, and sorry to interrupt. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I just wanted to take this opportunity to tell you four ways on how you can support the podcast and play your part in keeping it going, so I can continue to bring you more great episodes. If you enjoy Lyrics of Their Life podcast, first of all it would be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. It's totally free to do, it just means that you will receive a notification when a new episode of the podcast becomes available. Secondly you can leave the podcast a positive five-star review on iTunes, as this helps the podcast reach a larger audience. Third of all, you can tell your friends all about the podcast, or join us on our social media pages at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. While finally, you can take your support one step further And head to our patreon page and pledge your support to one of two of our plans for just $1 or $5 per month with no locking contract or you can pledge just a one off payment for all the hard work that goes into creating the podcast and you will receive a number of extra benefits to go with your donation or you can even buy me a beer for $5 at buymeacoffee.com forward slash lyrics of life pod I am a totally independent podcast creator Meaning there are no large networks or businesses financially supporting my work, so your support would be greatly appreciated, as it means I can continue creating more content, such as biographies, the weekly muse, interviews, and more, as it takes a lot of time, resources and research to prepare and upload just one single episode. Links to Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee can be found in the show notes on our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com or on our Facebook page. Once again, I appreciate every one of my listeners for their support, no matter the form it comes in. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. On the lead up to his next album, Gautier released his first single, titled Eyes Wide Open, on the 19th of August, 2010. Eyes Wide Open was received well, earning some airtime on Australian mainstream radio and was mainly heard on a regular basis on Triple J, where it later made it to number 25 on the Triple J Hottest 100 in 2010. Eyes Wide Open reached the top 30 on a number of US alternative charts, 33 in Belgium and just outside the top 50 in Australia. The song has a sad and mournful tone to it as Gautier sings about the destruction of the planet caused by war, corruption and stripping the earth of its natural resources for financial gain, despite the potential risks of this and that it's getting to a point of no return. As he sings the line, we walk the plank with our eyes wide open, meaning we know what is going on and can see the destruction, but nothing is being done about it and things only seem to be getting worse. Determined to make this album less sample based and more of his own and in order to create some of the unique bassline sounds heard in the song Eyes Wide Open Gautier with his bandmates The Basics were on tour in Queensland when they stopped by in the town of Winton to record the sound of the Winton Musical Fence. A strange but very special instrument that is located in the Australian outback and is a fence comprised of five large wire strings stretched out over a number of fence posts that lead to a wooden resonant chamber like a large guitar. With Gautier quoted as saying, I was on the outskirts of Winton in near pitch darkness beside a vast flat expanse with only blurry truck stop lights sleeping in the distance. Marvelling at the musical instrument described above, A piece of plastic pipe, conveniently left nearby, was all I needed before I was bashing away on various strings, wooden beams and fixings, capturing samples. After releasing the first taste of his new album, Gautier would release arguably one of the biggest and best hit songs of all time, titled, Somebody That I Used To Know. Officially released on the 5th of July, 2011, Somebody that I used to know, featuring New Zealand alternative artist, Kimbra, wouldn't exactly be an instant hit, receiving most of its early airtime on Triple J radio. The next day, an intriguing music video accompanying the track was also released. Over two weeks, later on the 18th of July, it debuted on the Australian ARIA chart at number 27, and it would only move up from here. Slowly, by August 15th 2011, it had made its way to number 1 on the Australian ARIA chart. The domino effect continued around the world when it was released during August in Belgium and then the Netherlands, and just after a few weeks, it hit number 1 in both countries. This was followed by number 1 slots in New Zealand and Ireland leading into January 2012 where it went to number 1 in the UK also. On the 14th of January 2012, it finally debuted on the US Billboard Hot 100 at number 91. Over the course of the next few weeks, the song's popularity grew immensely in the States after it was performed on the popular music TV show, Glee, American Idol and Gautier and Kimbra were even invited to perform on Saturday Night Live. Somebody That I Used To Know would reach number one on the US Billboard Hot 100 by April 15th, 2012, weeks after it debuted at number 91, becoming the first Australian artist since Savage Garden in the year 2000 to reach number one. In total, Somebody That I Used To Know made it to number one in 26 countries around the world, selling around 13 million singles worldwide worldwide becoming one of the most successful releases in history. In Australia and the US, it lasted 8 consecutive weeks at number 1, 12 weeks in Belgium at number 1, and 5 non-consecutive weeks at number 1 in the UK, while also going 17 times platinum in Australia and 14 times platinum in the US. To this day, I still remember coming home from high school and switching on the music video channel to find this peculiar looking fellow standing in the nude with very distinctive and expressive facial features reflecting on a failed relationship while his body gradually becomes submerged in different shades of paint through the use of stop motion animation as he blends into the wallpaper symbolizing loneliness, failing to be heard and the overall way he felt In this sinking ship of a relationship despite glimpses of hope in the beginning as emphasized in the lyrics where Gautier sings now and then i think of when we were together like when you said you felt so happy you could die told myself that you were right for me but felt so lonely in your company but that was love and it's an ache i still remember in the beginning of the song Gautier sings very softly ...about the few positive things about their relationship... ...only for him to slightly alter the mood... ...when he sings about feeling like he was slowly placed... ...in the back of his partner's mind... ...in terms of importance... ...as the paint slowly makes its way over his body. The tension and frustration Gautier feels... ...for his partner... ...slowly builds up... ...as he reflects on the time they broke up... ...that she promised him friendship... ...only for her to break that trust when making out like they were never together in the first place when talking to other people. During the chorus, Gautier screams of raw emotion and pain over his former lover's betrayal, as she changes her details and phone number through her friends, instead of facing him in person and addressing any issues herself. Gautier expresses that he is glad it ended, but that it feels horrible for her not to recognise what they once had, and this leads Gautier to believe he doesn't recognise the person she is anymore. This then brings Kimbra into the mix, who plays the role of his distant ex-partner perfectly, as she begins her verse covered in pain already, like she had been feeling left in the dark for some time in their relationship, perhaps even before Gautier did. Kimbra then retaliates to Gautier's statements by softly chiming in, as she reflects on how she needed to get out of the relationship, for her own personal needs, feeling as though it was in some way toxic, perhaps alluding to Gautier's character's eyes wandering for some other women, and at times that his behaviour was often controlling or narcissistic, as she sings, Now and then, I think of all the times you screwed me over, but had me believing it was always something that I'd done, but I don't want to live that way, reading into every word you say. You said that you could let it go and I wouldn't catch you hung up on somebody that I used to know. As all the pain and suffering that Kimbra endured at the hands of her lover comes back to her and the tension of the beat builds, she unleashes as if they are arguing, screaming back at Gautier that he too was no saint and is just as much to blame for their relationship breakdown. As an intense moment erupts, where the two sing back and forth like a real argument is broken out. As the paint continues to cover Kimbra's body and blends her into the background. As she too in her own opinion felt unnoticed and underappreciated in their relationship. Almost like Kimbra can't seem to get her point across for why she left the relationship. Because they just end up fighting and can't resolve their issues. As Gautier resorts to yelling his point of view over the top of hers. The song and clip ends with Kimbra shaking her head as if she has given up hope of any resolve. She begins to move away from Gautier as the paint wears off, setting her free and leaving Gautier still covered in paint blended into the background as he glances across at a fleeting Kimbra with sadness and regret. But it's all too late as Gautier is left dwelling on their failed relationship and what could have been had they listened to one another's issues. The song and music video was exceptional art like nothing i had ever seen before on such a mainstream scale. It would go down as one of the most influential pieces of music and music videos of all time. And due to this song, Gautier was voted into the top 50 most influential Australian artists of all time. As an Australian myself, it was incredible and inspiring to watch Gautier and this song take off and for such a quirky and alternative track to dominate the mainstream charts that at the time were full of nonsensical tracks. It was great to see such a true talent and artistic music be appreciated for once. The background art used in the music video was based on an 80s style artwork created by Gautier's father which is also the artwork used for the album cover. Natasha Pincus directed the music video, which took Kimbra and Gautier two gruelling days to record, as Gautier told MTV News in a hilarious story about the moments in between shoots, saying, quote, We shot it over two very full days. I quite clearly remember driving home at 9am after shooting all day in a bathrobe. With body pain all over my face and going through the McDonald's drive through. I ordered a coffee to make sure I didn't crash on the way home, and the girl working there, she didn't even bat an eyelid. I guess it's a regular thing down in Hastings McDonald's. Gautier also revealed that they would be required to stand there for seven to eight hours, being painted bit by bit and frame by frame to create the time lapse effect that sees the pain appear on both of them. The incredible music video today stands at 1.7 billion views on YouTube and continues to increase by the day. Somebody That I Used To Know was written by Gautier while at his parents' property on the Mornington Peninsula in Victoria, Australia. As he used their barn to record most of the album in. And this song in particular was based off of a mixture of relationships he has been through in the past and the feelings and experiences associated with them. Gautier revealed to Rolling Stone Australia, however, that one particular relationship is the central theme of the chorus, as he was quoted as saying, There is an ex-girlfriend I know. It was five, six years ago. It wasn't a nasty breakup. But it was messy in the sense that we heard each other more than we needed to because it wasn't a clean breakup. I guess it's closest to what the chorus is about. We both realised we had to move on and we haven't seen each other since. Somebody that I used to know took Gautier a number of months to complete and was quite a challenging task. In order to construct the unique sound of the song, Gautier used a mixture of instruments he played himself and samples from other artists' songs, showing just how creative he can be. The beginning of the song is actually a sample bass line, taken from Brazilian jazz guitarist, Luis Bonfa, and his 1967 instrumental track, Seville, before Gautier adds the xylophone section in, which resembles the tone of the nursery rhyme, Bar Bar Black Sheep, only with a slight alteration to the end of that rhythm section, which is repeated throughout the song. Gaultier elaborated on the creation process of the song when he was quoted as saying, "'Writing somebody was a gradual and linear process. I started with the Louis Bonfa sample, and then I found the drums, and after that, I started working on the lyric and the melody, and added the wobbly guitar sample melody. After that, I took a break, and a few weeks later I came back to the session and decided on the chorus chord progression.' wrote the chorus melody, and combined that with sounds like the Latin loop, and some of the percussion and the flute sounds that further filled the space. At that point, I hit a brick wall. I was thinking, this is pretty good, how can I get it to end really quickly? And I was trying to take lazy decisions to finish the song. I considered repeating the chorus, an instrumental bridge, a change in tempo or key. I even considered finishing the song after the first chorus. But nothing felt like it was strong enough. So the third session was all about writing the female part and changing the perspective. The arrangement of somebody is reflective of me moving towards using sounds that provide me with inspiration for a texture or a platform for an idea. And then through sonic manipulation and coming up with original melodies and harmonic ideas to make it my own. I guess the balance of sounds taken from records and samples I created myself is perhaps 50-50. When recording the track, Gautier thought about singing the female part himself, but decided he needed to add more depth to the track, so he decided to search for a vocalist to accompany him. He was set to recruit a high-profile female vocalist until they pulled out last minute, the night before they were set to record the track. The search for a female singer continued roughly for five months, stalling the release of the album as he looked at recruiting his singer-songwriter girlfriend, Tash Parker, but due to them being in a great place in their current relationship and her voice not matching with what he was after, he decided it just wouldn't work due to the harsh theme of the song. Gautier's mixer for the album suggested Kimbra and played him some of her music. Gautier was impressed and was also aware of her talent, as they had met earlier that year at a songwriting awards night, so that's when Kimbra landed the job, having been an alternative artist on the scene that was yet to make it big. To this day, Somebody That I Used To Know is a regular on mainstream radio and a timeless classic. It has since been featured continuously on talent shows such as American Idol ever since. Gautier earned countless appearances on talk shows to perform the track all around the world, while it turned into somewhat of a craze as countless bands and artists such as Mayday Parade to the cast of Glee covered the song, while many YouTubers and comedians attempted to parody the song, only furthering its popularity and impact. Somebody that I used to know went on to win Gautier two Grammy Awards at the 55th Annual Grammy Awards in 2013 for Record of the Year and Best Pop Duo Group Performance alongside Kimbra. It was at this very Grammy Awards where a very humbled Gautier gave a great speech accepting the award after one of Kimbra and Gautier's all-time heroes, Prince, presented the award to them. And the Grammy goes to. Oh, I love this song. Somebody that I used to know. Both years. A little bit lost for words to receive an award from the man standing behind us here with the cane. It's many years listening to this man's music growing up, and a big reason I was inspired to make music. Thank you. I just have to say, um, there are so many incredible songs in this category, not only in the Grammys more generally, but also so many artists and pieces of music that aren't recognised by the Grammys this year. So I just want to say thank you for everybody who puts great energy into the world making music. I feel unworthy to be up here receiving this, but thank you, all musicians and people who listen to music. Cheers. There is only one person that I want to thank very quickly, and that is the incredible Gauthier for choosing me to be a part of this song, and also the producer of this track, Francois Titez. I feel unbelievably blessed to have been a part of the song, and I couldn't have shared it with someone more amazing than this artist that you see here. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you to Prince. Gautier also took home a slew of Australian Aria Awards for Single of the Year, Best Male Artist, Best Pop Release, Best Video for Natasha Pinkus's directing, Engineer of the Year for the song's sound engineer Francois Tetaz, and Producer of the Year being Gautier. At the Australian Songwriters' Awards, known as APRA, Gautier also won Most Played Australian Work and Song of the Year for Somebody That I Used To Know and Gautier also won Songwriter of the Year. It was the best-selling single in the UK and US in 2012, and also the most streamed song of the year. Despite the track becoming so big, and no doubt raking in the dough, Gautier was very selfless, and placed Louis Bonfer's name on the songwriting credits, despite him actually passing away in 2001. 45% of all the song's royalties would go directly to Bonfer's estate, after Gautier used a sample from his track Seville while Gautier also chose not to monetize off of his YouTube videos as he stated that there was enough commercialization in the world as it was. Gautier sees the value of art and free expression, fair use and also allows his music video to be used free of charge for student related films and has opted to refrain from using it commercially on large films While somebody that I used to know was only just taking off in Australia and was still rising around the world, Gautier released his third studio album titled Making Mirrors on the 29th of August 2011. Making Mirrors, with the help of the success of somebody that I used to know, ended up charting at number one in three countries, including Australia, and made the top ten in 17 other countries, including New Zealand, the UK, Canada, and the US, selling around two and a half million copies worldwide. Gautier described the album overall by saying, It's more about reflection, little ways for me to explore my record collection, Explore the world of sound that I'm fascinated by, and also sometimes get a different perspective on memories and emotions I've been mulling over. The album making Mirrors was received well by critics, and from start to finish is a piece of art, which does exactly what Gautier set out to do by encompassing a range of emotions, experimental sounds, and perspectives, and bringing them all together. The album artwork was actually created by Gautier's father back in the 80s that Gautier stumbled across while recording in his parents' barn laying amongst a stack of old paperwork and bills, which he later scanned and altered using Photoshop, deciding it would look great as his album cover and would be a way to acknowledge his father's underrated artworks. As Gautier was quoted as saying, the mirror reflects on artwork, and it is all very related to self reflection and introspection on the album, and that the artwork matches the diversity in the music. In every single song on Making Mirrors, there are numerous unique instruments and sound bites being utilised, creating such a jam packed and interesting listen, full of variety. Overall, though, Gautier wanted a more natural sounding album where he played a lot of the instruments instead of sampling, for the most part. He used auto harps, the mbira African thumb instrument, the piano, organs, a music box, guitar, his computer software, recording equipment, and bass guitar played by his old schoolmate. When speaking about what the songs on the album all relate to, Gautier was quoted as saying... These songs come out of so many random and contradicting thoughts bouncing around my head like sound waves between sheets of glass and then I'm lucky they also allow me to reflect on the world around me. Standout tracks on the album include Bronte about the love and bond we as humans feel towards animals, especially dogs as his friend's 21-year-old dog named Bronte lived a wonderful life but got to a stage where it was more humane to put the dog down as he expresses the struggle and pain of letting go of a pet that felt like a child to them other great tracks include the somber but beautifully arranged song called giving me a chance as gautier sings to his lover about earning back the trust and faith of his partner the track easy way out which along with the music video depicts the depressing and exhausting monotonous daily routine ...that we as average everyday humans experience with work, eat, sleep, repeat and attempting to break free from that cycle... ...to experience the more enjoyable things in life but struggling to do so as the character in the song falls further into the trappings of daily life. Another track on the album titled Save Me, which is a highly underrated track, managed to receive some airplay in Australia and made it to number 12 in Belgium... The song sees Gautier expressing the deep depression he fell into around the time he put the Making Mirrors album together, and how all hope seemed lost until his partner at the time, Tash Parker, pulled him out of his slump, and as the title suggests, he thanks her for saving him. As Gautier revealed that he almost gave up on the album over his depression, as he told the Rolling Stone magazine Australia, quote, There were points that I thought I wouldn't be able to finish a record I was really into or that I'd give up at some stage. Despite this, Gautier stuck at it, even if it did take him a lot longer than first anticipated. In the lyrics for the song Save Me, Gautier describes the debilitating nature of depression that left him struggling to get out of bed on most days, scared of failure, dealing with severe anxiety, feeling inadequate... And that he wasn't good enough for anyone else or even to produce a great album like Making Mirrors. While realising he wouldn't be able to love another and move forward until he loves himself. While his musical partner instilled confidence in him that he could get back up, finish the album and save him from himself. The song is a highlight of the album and is well worth the listen. Especially for those who have been through similar experiences. As Gautier sings the brilliant lines. In the mornings. I was anxious. It's better just to stay in bed. Didn't want to fail myself again. Running through all the options. And the endings. Were rolling out in front of me. But I couldn't choose a thread to begin. And I could not love. Cause I could not love myself. Never good enough. That was all I'd tell myself. And I was not well. But I could not help myself. I was giving up on living. Gautier then continues as he speaks about how Tash Parker turned his life around. As he sings, And you gave me love when I could not love myself. And you made me turn from the way I saw myself. And your patient love and you helped me help myself. And you saved me. Yeah, you saved me. Another track on the album titled State of the Art is another interesting and experimental track that sees Gautier utilise a 1970s electric organ, known as a Lowry Catalion purchased by his parents for him as a gift for just $100 from a secondhand store. Using voice-changing equipment, Gautier appears to sing very deep and alters his voice, as he sings about the time his parents bought the organ for him. This song was actually one of Gautier's favourite songs to create on the Making Mirrors album, as he also used samples of Turkish and Taiwanese musicians, fusing cultures and creating a fresh, unique sound that actually worked. Finally, the big band trumpet-style track, Feel Better, managed to reach number two in Belgium and also received airtime in Australia overall the album was great from start to finish and labeled as one of the best albums of the year from may to december 2012 gautier toured the making mirrors album taking him to places he hadn't ever been before such as south korea and the middle east while also performing in japan europe australia the us and the uk in late 2012 a best of the basics album called ingredients was released despite the band still being on a break in 2013 Gautier would release two collaborative cover songs including Ghosts originally by Japan and Quasimodo's Dream originally by The Reels which would to this day be Gautier's final single releases as a solo artist despite a number of minor appearances for small independent musicians from here on out many wondered what actually happened to Gautier and where did he go, with many speculating that he quit the music industry. This in fact wasn't the case at all, as he went back to his bandmates at The Basics, where they have since put out a number of releases. Gaultier decided to reunite with his bandmates, with Tim Heath returning from a tour with the band Blood Red Bird, after recording with them also while Chris Schroeder returned from his own solo adventure, releasing an EP called Patience in the Face of Control, and even working for two years with Red Cross in Kenya, only for malaria to cut his trip short. In 2013, The Basics were back with Gautier on drums and vocals, releasing a new compilation album called Leftovers, featuring 38 previously unreleased tracks followed by an EP in 2014 called The Lucky Country, where the band travelled to London to record and produce the album at the famous Abbey Road Studios, before returning for a tour of Australia. That same year in 2014, Gautier also performed alongside Tex Perkins and launched his own independent record label called Spirit Level, alongside Australian radio personality Tim Scheel where they signed their first band, called Zamuto, a rock band from the US. At the end of 2014, Gautier confirmed, quote, there will be no new Gautier music, but also claimed it was possible that he might make a return one day. Gautier with The Basics continued on with an album in 2015 titled The Age of Entitlement, which was one of their most critically acclaimed albums yet. In 2016, Gautier paid tribute to Prince after the legendary performer passed away in April of that year by singing the song, Sometimes It Snows in April. He would also carry on the legacy of electronic music pioneer, Jean-Jacques Pirey, who also died in November 2016 after the pair had formed a friendship over the past few years. After Gautier had purchased two vintage instruments, known as ondialines, from Jean, which were very special forms of electronic keyboards, as Gautier describes its unique ability as, quote, You can dial in an incredibly wide range of sounds on the ondioline, and the unique mechanics for playing it allows you to create sounds very sensitively. Gautier then organised to pay tribute to Jean by putting together an orchestra, named the Ondioline orchestra, Named after Jean's keyboard, of course, which was to be held in Brooklyn, New York. Jean, however, passed away before being able to attend it. Gautier continued to carry on Jean's legacy by organising a tribute concert at the Sydney Festival in early 2017, called Gautier Presents a Tribute to jean Jacks Paris, which was later also taken to Melbourne for a show. Then in May 2017, Gautier started up another record label called Forgotten Futures, releasing a compilation album put together by Gautier and other artists featuring Gene's previously unreleased music. Gautier continued to pay tribute to Gene in 2018 when he took the tribute show to New York once again. After many years together, Gautier also split from his girlfriend Tash Parker and in 2018, he re-partnered with a woman named Maud, where the two quickly tied the knot and had their first child together, being a baby girl named Leonie. Most recently, an album called Basic was released on the 22nd of November, 2019, featuring covers of the Beatles and Chuck Berry tracks, along with originals. All while releasing a number of live albums with the Basics, including an epic performance at the Song Room, where Gautier provided a rare version of somebody that I used to know with his Basics bandmates. During 2021, the Basics announced that they would no longer be performing live shows, despite continuing to work together on recording projects as well as their solo projects. Gautier himself hasn't completely ruled out a comeback as a solo artist, and has hinted in the past that he has been working on a fourth Gautier album. When we can expect a new album, however, is anyone's guess, with comeback rumours calling off in recent times. Gautier's vocal partner, Kimbra, for the Somebody That I Used To Know track, is currently 31 years old, and continues to release music of her own, as well as produce music for others, act in films, and also TV shows. Today, Wally DeBacker, aka Gautier, is now 41 years old and is happily spending time with his young family as a new father and still creates music to this day. Despite being labelled by some as a one-hit wonder, it doesn't seem to worry Gautier too much at all as he is content releasing music with his basics bandmates and enjoys keeping a low profile out of the spotlight of the music industry. In an interview with Face Culture, Gautier shows his humble and down to earth feelings towards his success and life now as he is quoted as saying People ask me whether I worry about being a one hit wonder and I'm like I don't really mind if I don't ever have a really big hit like that because I've had that experience That's what it was like It was kinda cool sometimes, strange, a bit weird, not very good other times And yes, it equals a certain amount of record sales and maybe the financial freedom to do some creative things, and lead my life a certain way, so that's very welcome, that's great. But having number ones as a statement, or like a status or something like that, it doesn't really count for much, I think. Gautier is today, however, the proud owner of two Grammy Awards, and five Arias, something that many artists could only dream of, and something that he was very humbled to receive. Without a doubt, somebody that I used to know will live on for decades to come as a unique, once in a generational track that is now a timeless classic and influential song on the music we hear today, opening many musicians' eyes to the endless possibilities and experimentation that can be included in a song, and that you can even be a commercial success using these techniques. What many, including myself, are intrigued to know is whether Gautier has more big hits in him or even new material, or have we simply seen the last of him, at least as a solo performer. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. Don't forget to check out our other episodes from Season 1 and 2 ranging from Kurt Cobain and Freddie Mercury to Prince, Chasey Chapman and Stevie Nicks and -and up-and-comers like Youngblood, Tones and I and The Kid Leroy. For more information regarding this episode, including weekly updates and more, head to our Facebook page at Lyrics of Their Life Podcast or our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and even YouTube and Spotify, where you can find a range of playlists, Featuring the music of every artist covered in the lyrics of their life podcast so far. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to give back for the hard work that goes into it. It would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a 5 star rating and review on iTunes. Or you can now rate the podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to let your friends and family know about what they've been missing out on. And feel free to click the free subscribe or follow button to the podcast wherever you listen so you can receive a notification every time a new episode becomes available. If you would like to support the podcast financially, then please feel free to head to Patreon or buymeacoffee.com where you can contribute your support for the podcast in exchange for some bonus content ranging from as little as $1 donations to really anything you like. Every bit of support is greatly appreciated, and it means I can continue to bring you more great episodes in the future. This podcast is created and researched completely independently, so your contribution would really help this podcast continue on. Once again, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life.